What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com, uh, and it is Sunday, October 17th, 2021. I'm going to be covering a topic that I spoke about a couple years ago. I probably have some new insight for you, um, and it's just good to kind of uh, go over things that we've gone over in the past. Uh, so what we're going to be talking about today, actually we're going to be talking about tonight, and I know a lot of you probably listen to this on your uh, commute in the morning, but um, to work. Uh, and by the way, I wish you a really good day at work today. So if you're listening to this in the morning. So anyways, uh, what we're going to be talking about today is how to find and land those really hard cards that you have been uh, searching for and gross. So I am uh, on my walk and I just came across this like dead cat and uh, that's disgusting. It's like only half of it's there like on the sidewalk as I walk past it. Ugh. Anyway, <laughs> there is no editing uh, in this podcast, you guys. So when you hear uh, what I come across, you're going you're gonna to hear it. I'm going to say it. So anyways, um, let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> how to uh, find and land those really, really ridiculously rare cards uh, that you've been looking for, perhaps for uh, months, years, or maybe even decades. And so uh, I'll tell you the reason why I think this is a good topic. Because uh, a lot of people have kind of looked at my collection. They go, my gosh, it's like you supercharged it into not only just from a financial perspective to get all these amazing cards or whatever not you know it's not really about that it's about being able to find all these cards there are guys uh that uh super collect Kinseiko that have been at this for decades and i'm talking hardcore like big time like really really into it as in, you know, they don't really collect anything else, and uh, that's, or at the very least, uh, with nearly the magnitude that they go after Jose. And, uh, you know, they, uh, and I've been able to land some of these cards, many cards, that they've never seen. And not only that, but I've been able to uh, land them multiple times, meaning uh, I'll buy them keep them and then during the sellout in 2018 uh you know after shortly after a while i'll think man i want to get some of those back or you know look for others um and it's been fun like for me that hunt like seeking and finding them and landing them that's all uh the game for me that's all part of the game for me i love doing that sort of thing but i do know that there's a lot of people uh, they're frustrated because they can't find them the first time. And if they do, they might got, get beat out by a competitor or they might not know what to do. So uh, I'll give you a couple uh, pieces of strategy to employ. And hopefully we can get some pretty cool cards in your collection in the next, uh, you know, next week or uh, next month or a couple months. If you heard that, that was uh, me kicking uh, some broken glass on the ground. So I can tell already this is going to be a very eventful walk. Um, <laughs> hopefully I don't uh, 
run into another dead cat and you know kick that instead accidentally or something but <laughs> anyway yeah i would love to have uh some cards that you think are really cool to enter in your collection uh in the next few weeks uh because you used some of the methods i'm going to tell you about i hope that's the case so what we're looking at is first of all the way we normally do it defense and when I say defense, that means you passively look at eBay and you wait for whatever card that you're looking for to show its face. And depending on how many times you search eBay, uh, it very well could be listed. Just like I was saying in the last podcast, uh, <laughs> the worst thing ever is, uh, is looking through the sold listings only to find out that guess what? The card that you wanted was uh, was listed, sold, and it is gone. Might have been the first appearance for it in 15 years, and you're scared to death that it's uh, not going to make another appearance for 15 years. Well, I'm here to tell you that there are ways to go around this, and that's why I don't freak out or worry uh, if I miss something nowadays anymore, uh, if it's like a rare 90s card or... 2000s card I'll, I'll probably get a little more uh, a little more anxious or bummed if I'm uh, if I miss out on like a high-end newer one of one because there's only one of them uh, but I uh, know that I can also take solace in the fact that they will probably be printing out a whole lot more of those types of cards anyways um, so uh, that's one facet so you have like a, a flashlight right that you shine on eBay and so it's kind of like your ice fishing so to speak you have this little hole that you drill into the ice and you just sit there and you wait and you wait and you wait and if it doesn't show up then you know you're like well I'm out of luck it never never surfaces but guess what there are a number of other avenues or other holes in the ice uh, that you could search or maybe you could just make the the hole in the ice a little bit bigger uh, and, uh, so one of the ways that you can do it's pretty easy is search the other websites, search ComC, uh, ComC.com. Uh, you can search, uh, you know, the Beckett marketplace, for instance, uh, there are other websites out there that you could do searches for, and they're going to be, uh, the more you search them and the regularly you search them, the more luck you're going to have. There's a, a quote by somebody that said, I found that the uh, more I try, the luckier I get. I don't remember who said it, but uh, I just told my son Atticus about that also because uh, we were talking about uh, luck versus, you know, somebody ha that has good fortune or, you know, somebody that works hard for something. The, uh, the harder I work, the luckier I get, meaning the more you try, the more chances you have at landing something. Or at the very least finding it and so that's like the first gear right so uh, before anything you got to find the card so uh, there's a litany of websites out there go check them out uh, search search them and uh, you know even the forums that's a very good thing to do as well like a blowout uh, you know there's various other ones like for vintage net54baseball.com that's good to look at uh, and so now You've kind of expanded that hole that you made in the ice, right? So you're not just looking at eBay. 
regularly, you're looking at these other websites regularly as well. Um, that's a, that's another thing. So you can also, uh, start asking people, um, and this goes to more offense, but you can start asking people, uh, that are, that collect kind of the similar thing, or, uh, you know, maybe a parallel player in the set and ask if they know, uh, who may have a copy of the, the guy that you want from that set. Um, and that, by the way, brings me to something else. I might be jumping ahead a little bit here and saying this, but, uh, search for people that are putting together the set perhaps of whatever you're looking for. And I remember a number of years ago, there was a gentleman that put together, I believe is a 2003 or 2005 Donruss uh, Century signature set. And uh, to me, like, I just thought this was like the coolest thing ever because there's a Canseco in there that was numbered out of eight. And, you know, look, when you have like something that's lower than 10 back, you know, 15 plus years ago, that's a way bigger deal than it is for cards that have been printed in the last five years, like a night and day difference. So I was quite excited, but he was trying to sell the set altogether. And he had been featured in Beckett Magazine for his set, being a super collector of the set and everything. And, you know, he accomplished quite an amazing feat uh, putting together a set. But he said, nope, it's time to go. I got to sell this thing, but I don't want to break it up. Well, guess what? I reached out to him and said, hey, listen, if there's any way that you could break it up, I would love that Jose. Well, he changed his mind. <laughs> he, uh, he sold me the Jose, and that was the... Uh, that was kind of the crack in the ice, and he ended up uh, breaking up everything else. I'm sure probably made a lot of other player collectors super happy about that as well. Um, so you know that's a uh, uh, that's a good thing as well uh, to be able to do, and it works uh, not very often. But and I'm going to tell you about some of these other methods that they may not work, uh, but one out of a hundred times. However, if you try five or six different things, then it becomes, you know, uh, you know, five or six out of a hundred. And the more you try, you're going to start realizing, Hey, I'm actually landing some cards this way, which is really, uh, really a fun thing. Like there's a lot of cards that I have in my collection right now that simply did not land there because of just eBay. It's because of me actually asking. So another thing that you want to do is put your name out there. Let everybody know what you collect or who you collect. And what happens is you, once you put something out there to tell people that on social media, in the Facebook baseball card groups, for instance, or Twitter or Instagram, uh, you're in the forums as well. Uh, and you do it, uh, you, you put your name out there, then guess what? you're going to start having people uh, reach out to you uh, and they're going to say, Oh, Hey, I heard that you're like a big fan of McGuire or you're putting together the 98 Donners crusade red set or something. Uh, well, I saw somebody over here and this is key. It's not necessarily just the people that have these cards. It's the people that see them. And if they're uh, you know, if they're, if they're nice enough or have enough time or whatever, they could reach out to you and, and direct you to uh, somebody that has uh, what you're looking for. And, uh, you know, so another thing that I like to do is I like to just uh, 
ask people, you know, hey, by the way, you know, if I'm doing a deal with anybody, by the way, if you uh, have any of this type of vintage card or any like super rare Conseco cards, then please let me know. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna be, <laughs> I'm gonna be brutally honest with you. Like I said, that one in a hundred thing is real. Maybe it's even one in a thousand. It's just kind of like a uh, uh, way of life for me, so to speak, to, <laughs> to ask people and, and the vast majority, and it really kind of depends on how you view this as well, right? Because if this is just like a money-making thing or something, it's not worth your time to do all this stuff. This for me, it's a hobby, labor of love, all that. It's, uh, it's fun, this is part of the fun for me. And uh, you know, you have to uh, kiss a lot of frogs before you get a prince, so to speak. So, uh, you know, so there's, uh, <laughs> there's a boatload of people that even though you say you're looking for a high-end or ultra-rare type of card, you will always, like more often than not, have people come back and go, hey, I've got a, an 88 Donner Spo Jackson. Are you looking for that? <laughs> and uh, I mean, without fail, it always happens. Or I've got an 800 count box of, uh, of uh, Keith Hernandez. You know, what about those? <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, but, uh, but it always, always, always seems to happen. Or, you know, you say, I'm only looking for cards. And you go, I've got a jersey of that guy. I've got a baseball of that guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's really kind of funny. So, uh, you know, one thing that you have to do is you have to keep your ear to the ground consistently uh, and really even put your name out there consistently. That's really one of the things that helps as well. Uh, and also another thing that's going to be helpful is if people know uh, what you collect, that's one thing. But if you're an asset to the community that you're in, that's going to certainly help your uh, help you quite a bit more in tipping the scales in your favor of having people reach out to you. Uh, and I'll tell you, I've uh, I've been able to uh, get a lot of cards. I think uh, I think because of that. I, I don't really know exactly why, but uh, and and you know, truthfully, when it comes to being an asset to your community, to helping out, to be visible. Uh, none of that really for me has ulterior motives. Like it's just because I <laughs> love this hobby and this community of pieces. So <laughs> I'd be doing this stuff anyways, um, even if I don't land any other cards I want down the road uh, for a very long time, I'd continue to do this stuff. Uh, <laughs> so if, if that was an ulterior motive, probably I'd be like, well, it's not really worth doing this. <laughs> you know, so, so it's kind of just like a... Uh, an outflow of if you are this then that will help your uh you know help your cause it's not otherwise it's you know putting the cart before the horse so to speak but it does help uh i think you know i think that probably helps quite a bit um so another thing is uh if you end up actually uh seeing like finding somebody uh that has something like really special and a lot of these guys like believe me all like this is this is how crazy some things can be like. We're in the internet age of everybody like really, really, really uh, sharing everything they have and being excited about and everything. But there's still a number of uh, people out there with their collections that are just private and they don't show what they have. And uh, you will see, uh, if, if you're lucky, if they're willing to share with you, some of the most absolutely amazing collections out there uh, that nobody else has really seen. 
you know, that they are just like really uh, secret. And, you know, if you talk to them, they say, hey, I'll, yeah, I'll show you what I have. And they start showing you pictures. And I've seen this a number of times where uh, they start showing me pictures and my jaw just drops like, whoa, I can't believe this. And, you know, nobody knew this. And uh, that's why uh, I am very slow to tell people if they ask me, hey, uh, what what place do you think I am in collecting, for instance? Like, do you think I'm like uh, number one in my uh, field or top five, top ten or whatever? And I say, you know, I really don't know because there's people out there with like crazy awesome collections that have just had like a boatload of money. Uh, they've been collecting for years or decades and uh, they're just not very tech friendly, tech savvy, or, you know, they care to not be so public. Um, there's just a lot of people out there like that. And uh, that's kind of that's kind of how it goes. So what you got to do is just uh, really kind of dig in and, uh, you know, make connections with people that may not really be too crazy about sharing pictures online or even know how, because uh, there's a lot of collectors out there that, you know, still are not in social media, even much less, you know, the forums, much less being able to post pictures. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of crazy stuff out there. However, when you start asking and keep your ear to the ground and everything, you're going to find that some of these people uh, do have cards that you really want. Now, that's the first step. And I'm going to tell you this right away. Is, uh, uh, and I've witnessed uh, this firsthand because I've gotten cards like this. Um, and I've also put other uh, collections, put my cards into other people's collections because of this as well. When somebody says, I have this card for uh, in my collection, there's no way I get rid of it. Uh, that may or may not be true. Uh, so what I would recommend is asking them if they would entertain an offer or offers. If they say no, uh, then obviously don't. You know, don't, don't do anything to tick off anybody or, or irritate them. However, uh, if... They say, you know what? That's not too bad of an idea. Uh, odds are, I'm probably not going to get rid of this card. As a matter of fact, I probably am going to be buried with it. You say, okay, that's fine. Um, and they say, but if you want to offer, go for it. Well, then you can really go to work. You find out what they like. And uh, I was actually just talking to somebody. <laughs> this is kind of funny. This just came to my head. Uh, there's a uh, another... Uh, collector named uh, named Rich that reached out to me tonight and he said back in the 80s he really wanted the 1987 classic green Canseco and that was apparently the the rare hot card back then so he asked the guy will you sell it to me the guy goes no he says well what do you collect he goes well I collect 1984 tops for Christmas this guy Rich asks for a set of 84 tops for the sole purpose of <laughs> trading it <laughs> to uh, the guy with 87 classic green. So he ended up uh, trading his 84 top set for this 87 classic green card. And that goes to show you how big of a deal Canseco was back then, by the way, like massive, massive deal. Uh, I have a similar story of this as well. This was probably about, I don't know, I want to say, oh gosh, maybe 
11, 12, 13 years ago, uh, ago now at this point. There's a guy that's, I want to say local, but he's actually probably about an hour away. Um, he had a bunch of baseball cards that he was selling uh, or that he was trading. And he didn't want to sell them. I go, okay, well, I understand that. That's that's understandable. He goes, but guess what? You know, I'm not really into baseball. Uh, I'm into football. And I would really like to find somebody to trade. So I had a buddy, have a buddy who's... Uh, Who's, who used to run uh, uh, card shows. He didn't just set up at card shows, he ran them. Uh, and he has bought and sold all kinds of collections. He's bought and sold out, uh, bought out dealers and done all kinds of crazy things. So I asked him, I said, hey, listen, um, well, first of all, I asked the guy for uh, baseball, uh, what's the baseball collection? I said, hey, so what kind of value are you looking for? He goes, well, I'm really kind of looking for a book value of a thousand dollars of uh, football game used and autograph cards. It doesn't really matter what they are. I go, okay. So I went to my friend. I said, can you put together a book value box of game used and autograph football cards? They're only licensed cards, is what he wanted, from what I recall. A thousand dollars worth. And uh, what would that cost me? And he goes, well, uh, depending on what it is, let me see what I got here. So he puts together a box, two row box of the stuff. And he said, okay, you, you can have this whole box here for 200 bucks. Okay, cool. So I ended up buying this box for 200 bucks and I, uh, drive out an hour away. Say, Hey, here's the box of, uh, of football cards, thousand uh, dollars book value. And he goes, huh? Yes. I would much rather have this than the baseball cards I have. And the baseball cards he had were great. I mean, they were, I don't even remember the price. I just remember it was, you know, way better than the 200 that I had into it. But, you know, that goes to show you that you can be kind of, you've got to be creative sometimes to get these deals done. Because um, a lot of people, uh, you know, they may not even be really completely active at collecting. They might not even look at eBay. So if you have something uh, of like, let's say there's this incredible Ken Griffey Jr. card that somebody has that, uh, that you want, but they're like really into, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know, Mickey Mantle, for instance, that's a completely different, uh, you know, different, uh, uh, collecting group, collecting everything. I mean, that's just a, that's crazy, you know, to think about, you know, Griffey, and mantle they're they're two different um areas completely uh and let's even make that make it crazier let's say it's a barry larkin card and let's say this person's got this one of one barry larkin that's like got a that's a bat knob or something and they they kept it because they think it's cool okay not necessarily because they love barry larkin but you do you live and die for barry larkin cardboard and you ask him how much he goes ah no i just want to trade for something cool and well, what do you collect? Well, I collect uh, vintage cards. Then you say, well, will uh, 55 Bowman Mickey Mantle work? And you know, by the way, these are you know way more plentiful than Barry Larkin uh, bat knobs. And uh, he goes, well, yeah, that would work. So then you can get a, a Mantle 55 Bowman in Whammo. There you go. Uh, you have uh, solved the problem of uh, getting this card by being creative uh so you know certainly the number one thing is to make sure that you can actually find the cards 
And you know, we've gone through a number of ways to do that. Uh, not just eBay, but the forums, uh, social media, consistently doing it um, by searching, by asking other collectors uh, that are doing uh, similar things with their collections and uh, collecting certain the same type of cards. For example, if you've got a 98 Crusade Red of your guy that you're looking for, ask the other owners of 98 Crusade Reds what they might know and if they've seen one of your guy before. Uh, because remember, uh, the eBay, or you know, using eBay is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's a whole lot more underneath the, underneath the surface, so to speak, that you can uh, investigate. So you're, you're keeping your ear to the ground, you're listening, you're also being consistent about putting your name out there saying, hey, here's what I'm looking for, uh, which is another big thing. And, uh, you know, then, uh, you know, so those are the ways that you can try to possibly hopefully find cards or at least start to, you know, have your name out there if uh, somebody sees something, whether it's a collector that holds this card that you really hold so dearly or not, uh, you know, there's, uh, you now have a net that you've cast that's much, much, much wider than what you've been doing, hopefully. So, and again, consistency is the key when it comes to looking, when it comes to putting your name out there. And finally, the, the final nail in the coffin is consistently asking somebody that may not sell, uh, because you never know what they're going through or what's caught their eye when you first ask them and they say no. And as long, you know, don't be, you know, seriously, don't be like annoying or whatever, you know, don't ask like every day or whatever, but check in with them. If, if they have a card that you want and say, Hey, you wanted to, you know, let you know, I'm still interested in, in this card here. If you're interested, uh, in ever selling, please let me know. And, you know, do that consistently. There's a lot of times where, uh, <laughs> you know, for me, I have a litany of people asking me consistently about certain cards, whether they be Conseco cards, whether they be vintage cards. I have a laundry list of people that ask me all the time. Uh, and I think probably the biggest one that I have people asking about is the Cracker Jack Shields Joe Jackson. I mean, I, <laughs> like it's, it's funny. It's funny how many people ask about this. And, uh, you know, I always tell them, I say, Hey, look, uh, not actively look, looking to sell, but I am open to hearing an offer. And, uh, you know, that makes it a little difficult because some people don't want to offer, but, uh, but this is kind of my recommendation or suggestion to anybody in that situation. Offer. You just, you never know. Like a deal does not happen, uh, unless that next step is taken. That's why I don't have a 52 tops mail anymore. <laughs> you know, somebody uh, came out and swung for the fences and made an offer. Um, I'll probably talk about that later at some point. Uh, that's why there's some key Conseco cards that are no longer in my collection because some people uh, swung for the fences and uh, they might have caught me on the right day or whatever. I don't know. Uh, and, you know, some of them are uh, in their collection instead. And so that's kind of what's happened to me too. I've done that a number of times. Just, hey, just checking in, just checking in, just checking in. And then all of a sudden they go, you know what? I actually am looking at this comic book that I really want to to buy, but I don't have the funds for it. So I'd rather this comic than this uh, card. So yeah, let's, let's do a deal. And uh, so it's, it's amazing 
if you start looking at this like chess, okay, like a like a chess match instead of just uh, checkers or you know like look at this like as a three dimensional thing instead of two dimensions. Um, there's going to be doors that are open for you, uh, and you're going to find keys that unlock these doors as well, and uh, it's going to be a, a much bigger playing field for you. Uh, much, much, much bigger playing field for you. In fact, <laughs> where it's it's so big that I have to give this uh, piece of advice to you as a warning. Uh, and then we'll end with this. If you let yourself, you can literally chase down all kinds of rabbit holes uh, that will take up your entire day, week, month, year, lifetime where you're doing nothing but actively searching that's how time consuming this stuff can be and how you've got to eliminate yourself otherwise life is just going to pass you by <laughs> you know you're gonna you can possibly neglect your kids your your wife your job so you got to be careful yeah this is addicting because it's fun so you've got to put a limiter on this uh and as long as you put a limiter on it you might not get like every single card that you've ever wanted or whatever but there will be cards that you really want that start falling into your collection uh and hey here's a spoiler alert by the way um if you ever get to the top of the mountain and you have everything uh that's not where satisfaction is you know that it's not you know our life is not does not have uh the ultimate goal of finalizing our collection um and it's kind of funny this is a not to get too churchy here, but uh, in church the last couple uh, weeks, we've actually been going through uh, Ecclesiastes in the Bible, which talks about uh, you know the richest man ever in the world, Solomon, uh, how he talks about his journey on how he did everything in his power with all of his wealth uh, to find happiness and see what would bring most joy to his heart, uh, whether it was uh, you know collections. Uh, of things, whether it was, uh, you know, fame, uh, sex, building uh, huge monuments and uh, vineyards and all kinds of things. And he said that it was all meaningless, <laughs> you know, it was all meaningless. And the only way that he found, if I remember correctly, uh, joy is just being thankful to God uh, for things that he gives uh, instead of putting life to the side and just uh, really kind of uh, zeroing in on, hey, what makes me excited? What makes me happy? What makes me uh, satisfied by you know collecting and putting your entire energy? So that's kind of what I'm saying is don't put all of your energy into collecting or into this hobby because it will zap you. There is not uh, ultimate satisfaction at the end. Um, but if you take a step back and you leave this in the uh, the outlet, the collecting outlet, the hobby outlet, or the box um, of your life, you will be much happier, much more satisfied with it, uh, <laughs> as long as you have everything else in your in your life in check. Um, it's going to be a great outlet. It is a great outlet uh, as far as a, as far as a hobby goes. But you know, just uh, just like everything, if you uh, overindulge too much, then you know that's where problems come. So, like, uh, I think I said this in an article a few years ago. Uh, that uh, a piece of cake is a great thing. Eating the entire cake is not such a great thing. <laughs> so that's kind of that's kind of a perfect parallel when it comes to collecting and 
doing all this. So anyways, uh, if you put this stuff in practice, like I told you, uh, it is a very, very powerful tool. You can use this to supercharge your collection. Uh, and there'll be a lot of people that'll say, I don't understand how you got all this crazy stuff <laughs> that never shows up. What is going on? So, uh, good luck to you. Use it wisely. And, uh, till next time, this is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. Thank you for listening. Have a great day.